We're recording. We're recording live. Hello and welcome to Recording Live. I am Dexter and with me as always is... It's me, Matt. Matt. Um, yeah, and today uh, uh, we will be finishing up our discussion on Loki. So we'll be doing Loki Part 2. Um, and then talking about Venom 2, which uh, Matt and I actually just went and saw... I got home half hour ago from the the, the movie, so it's still fresh in our heads while we're talking about it. Is uh, is your second second viewing of the movie though? So I, that'll be fun. yeah. I snuck out last week and saw while you were sick. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. So we're actually recording a week later than normal. Um. And I guess that I mean that kind of gets into our catch up. I last week I felt so bad canceling uh recording, yeah. but I actually I went to bed at eight thirty. And I was, I mean, I just felt horrible all day. I sounded bad. Like, it would not have been a good recording anyway. Um, and then I slept for 12 hours. And I don't know the last time I slept for 12 hours. So, I think I need I've done, to. I've done those, too. I've, yeah. I've had those days, too. Oh, man, I felt horrible. And I, uh, it's funny, because I haven't really developed a cough until the last day or so. Which I've, I mean, and I went to work all week, and I was fine like I, I was just tired more than anything but um i'm starting to get a cough so i might i'm gonna try not to cough during this recording but my wife though she's had it bad she met because uh yeah last week she missed work a couple like i think thursday and friday which is what kind of was just like okay I, like expecting it to happen to me and then it did and so i got saturday and sunday instead um which stank because it was her birthday and so it made kind of a bad day for her but oh well it happens um I tried to make it up. I got her, uh, you know, flowers and stuff, uh, like for during the week. But yeah, anyway, I I, uh, I had a miserable last weekend. Um, and then I don't know. I guess as far as catch up goes, I'm trying to think. Like I don't think I've done a whole lot. Um, I play. I've been playing more Minecraft. I built an underground um, village. Like I, I turned my game that I've been playing um, from survival to creative because I was just like, mm-hmm. I don't I don't have a ton of time. And so, like, I just wasn't having fun doing survival anymore. It gets uh, old. Yeah. And I went to the nether and I traveled too far. I got lost. So I just I built a portal. I came out. I didn't know where I was. I might have actually died, and that was the problem. And for some reason, there kept being this one village where, like, I, I it got to the point where whenever I went through a portal in the nether, it always shoot me to this village where I never figured out where it was, but I always had, like, a compass. And so I just went, like, I just followed the compass back because I, I build it, uh, the, I always build it the world origin or mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, main the spawn point there and so but i i think i died and for some reason i respawned back at that village i probably like used the bed there or something and i just forgot and i forgot to reset my spawn point um and i didn't so i didn't have my compass because i had died and so i was trying to just mine and and you know get the stuff to make a new compass and i was just like you know what screw this and so i just went creative yeah and so then, ever since then like i've just been excavating the land underneath the castle i was building and i just i was just like this will be funny well and I, so what i was doing was i was building windows into the underwater cliff underneath because i build my castle or like i built it next to like a, a, a lake and so then i built like windows into the cliffside underwater and then i built like a little village under there and I've, i'm building like an underwater city now um so that's 
that's really all I've I've been doing, I suppose. Um, other than no, that's it. So, what about you? Well, uh, to to uh, relate to your thing real quick, I'm honestly the ultimate cheater when it comes to Minecraft. Yeah. Uh, if that kind of thing happens to me, where I get I die or I get lost or something, like yeah. if I get really lost, I don't know where I'm at. I'm not gonna lie, I will quit my game, duplicate it, go into creative with a duplicate, find oh. out where I am uh, yeah. with the coordinates and everything, and then I will just uh, go back to my normal game and normal settings and backtrack my way that way. Don't you I do, do that, that kind of stuff a lot? Don't you start doing that so that you and then you build your your sometimes house yeah. on top of the um the end portal yeah sometimes i'll do that like i yeah. will try and find the best place to spawn uh to create myself my own place to uh have to be close to everything because sometimes mm-hmm. you'll your origin spawn will sometimes just be the farthest away possible and it's yeah it's there's not nothing fun. around me mm-hmm. yeah although uh, Although going into creative mode, I actually explored a little bit more and it turned out like the one direction I didn't explore in uh, is like this huge forest and there's like a ton of like stuff there. Like all I had to do was just like go like one screen over from my house in the uh, in like the one direction I never went in. And there's yeah. just like a ton of stuff there, which is just hilarious to me. Yeah, it's always great that that happens. It's so frustrating. I know I've had the same <laughs> problem with uh, uh, starting a game, dying. Mm-hmm. Or getting lost really bad and losing yeah. all my stuff. That happens yeah. so many times. And so I start over, and days, days later, I decide to go exploring with all my equipment. Yeah. And I'm 50 blocks away from where my original camp was. <laughs> it's so frustrating when that happens. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, with ketchup, well, uh, it's, it's October now. Usually mm-hmm. myself and others, they watch horror movies, like one yeah. a day and things like that. I haven't been doing that like i haven't been making posts about it but i've been doing it here and there mm-hmm. uh trying to trying to do it at least and i have been watching some stuff mm-hmm. and uh i did get uh, a pretty cool thing the other day i found uh so i've, I've talked about it in the past before i get i i collect some star wars figures but not much of anything mm, right yeah uh, I have, like I said, I got a big bin of clones and stuff like that, and I usually try and get Mandalorians mainly. And so I have a bunch of the Mandalorian. I've got a Boba Fett. Uh, I've got a couple of Grogu's. And I knew this figure was coming out, but I didn't really put it on my radar. I, I remember mm-hmm. I saw a picture of it, but then I forgot about it. And then the other day when I, I got off work, I stopped over somewhere or no, I was at work. I had to I had to pick up a place. I had to pick up a Walmart, and I snuck over to the toy section, and there <laughs> is a three and three quarter IG eleven, and I grabbed it instantly. I almost picked up the Emperor, but I don't like the Emperor figure that is come uh, mm. came out. But I saw IG eleven, and ever since I've been getting some Mandalorian figures and stuff like that, I have contemplated getting an IG eighty eight, and uh, Wait, just are the are eighty eights hard to or like easy to come by? I saw one once at a convention that we went to, and okay. I think it's pretty easy to get one online and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but I never did. I saw mm-hmm. one once when we went to a convention, I think here in Des Moines, and mm-hmm. I'm trying to think which one that was. It had to, uh, Mandalorian's only two years old, so uh, it had to be an I- a fall Iowa con or something like that that you and I yeah. went to. And I saw it, it was like $20, and I, mm. I picked it up, and I was going to get it, but then I went, I don't need this. So... <laughs> 
I yeah. uh, I put it back and then I saw this and it's a very it's it's a, it's a it's not like a repaint of IG88 it's actually IG11 he's hmm. got his uh, bandolier he's got the regular IG88 guns which is like a stormtrooper rifle and a stormtrooper blaster yeah uh, but I'm baffled by how articulated this figure is like the uh, the arms and legs are fully articulated in all ranges mm-hmm. the only thing is the feet aren't which I guess that makes sense he is just a walking stick. But yeah. the cool thing is his head is fully articulated in the sense that all oh, of his like eyes thin. and everything swivel. He's got like five nice. swivels in his head. So is this the so I'm on Walmart's website. Is this the, the twenty eight dollar one or the eight or the fifteen dollar one? Fifteen dollar one. That's the twenty eight dollar one's a six inch size figure. And I like the the original uh, three and three quarter figures that okay. like I had when I was a kid and stuff like so, that. I always preferred that scale. Okay, so okay, okay. So like the the twenty eight dollar one would be like the Marvel Legends size. Okay. Yes, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, I'm tempted to get that. It's pretty cool. I think I've seen IG eleven a couple times, but I know one guy who does have him. I I was really kind of thrown blown away. Like when I got home and stuff, I looked and I'm like, I wonder if all his eyes and little uh little like gizmos uh that stick out mm-hmm. of his head uh can all move, and they can. They're all on. Wow. Screen. And That's I was like. That is awesome, and his arms are fully articulated. He like the only thing they really did different with IG11 and IG88 was they gave him fingers. The original IG88 only had like clamp hands. Yeah, it looks like on the the six inch at least, like he has one clamp hand, and then I'm guessing the one that's holding the gun, which I can't see, has fingers. Yeah, I'm not a hundred percent. I've never looked into it, but I know the three. Yeah, like and in the uh, in in the Mandalorian, he does have those clamp fingers, but they can mm-hmm. separate. Uh, they can split apart to actually be digits. And this one, the three and three quarter actually has the digits so he can hold his guns correctly and stuff. And I was like, oh, that might really just be for cool. the toys. Yeah. Yep. And cool. I thought that was really neat. Yeah. The, th- uh, the six inches are nice. I have a Mandalorian and Grogu. I have Moff Gideon because of the dark saber. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's like that's I, the only reason to get Moff Gideon. <laughs> that's really the only reason I wanted it was so he could have so uh, my Mandalorian could hold the dark saber. And yeah. <laughs> uh, I have a Boba Fett that came out this year and I really oh, like yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a sucker for those. And we're just a little over two months away from the book of Boba Fett. So I'm getting pumped. And oh, I, had man. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. It's been about six months since I picked up a figure from Star Wars. I just don't get them just because they're um, they're fine i'm just not a big star wars collector i put them on yeah um, display like i have i have jabba's palace that i got this year that i found and i went to best buy this week when i was or last week when i was looking for a um an over uh an overhead uh phone holder to do overhead recordings and streams mm-hmm. and i saw they have the carbonite chamber from uh, uh empire strikes mm-hmm. back mm-hmm. And, they made a playset of that for the. Oh, three. nice! Yeah. When it comes to the stormtrooper, the thing is, it's only half of the Cloud City set, and in order to mm. actually get the full set, you got to buy two of them. Yeah, huh. I saw two of them, but those things are expensive. They're like those playsets are like fifty dollars, and I was like, I'm not spending yeah. hundred dollars just to build the the carbonite chamber. That's lame. It's just it's oh. literally a tube and stairs, and that's it. It's it's not uh, that that's... expensive. Okay, yeah, that's not. That's disappointing. It's not super great unless you're like a diorama person or do a lot of photography with this stuff. And if you can mm-hmm. utilize it, like 
I I like I got the Jabba's uh, palace set because it was really cool. It came with Han Solo and Carbonite and stuff, and it's just mm-hmm. nice pose with Boba Fett. Yeah. Um, if they made a cantina, I would probably get the cantina, and I've heard st- rumors that that might actually happen. And I know uh, they made you the have that they cardboard have- cantina. I do. I still have it. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, I, saw, I actually saw that at a store recently. They're selling cheap. it. It's only like 15 bucks. I think I bought two of yeah. them just because uh, in case one was broken, which did help me out. But because yeah. I do do some photography with it. But if they made a I've heard rumors that they actually are going to make one, which if it's at not an unreasonable price, I'd get it because I do like yeah. some of those things. I, I ordered Slave One, but I canceled that. And I wish I had gotten the Hasbro crowdfunded Razor Crest. I wish mm-hmm. I it was expensive, but man, yeah. I have final products for it. And it's so cool. But oh, other well. than that, uh, just uh, doing a lot of drawing, trying to get just in my iPad with drawing and stuff. Hence why I mm-hmm. said I got an overhead recorder because and I bought yeah. a glove. You got the glove. Yeah. Hand. So the glove came. It wasn't a tablet. <laughs> so, yeah, here's the story. OK, so I ordered a tab. I ordered a glove. It's a two-fingered glove, and it's so that your palm won't register on a tablet. It yeah. a Tablets already shouldn't, but they do. My old iPad did not register my palm. My Weird. new iPad does, and I've huh. gone through the settings, and I found how to turn off uh, a setting. And it did help, but it still picked mm. it up a little bit here and there. So mm. I've always seen those gloves, and I thought they looked lame. But then I was like, well, if they keep doing this, I, I'm going to have to get the glove. So for $6, <laughs> I got two gloves. And this kind of ticks me off because Amazon uh, said two day shipping. I ordered this back in September. We're in the second week of we're going in the second week of October. Yeah, two day shipping's a joke anymore. Well, they transferred it to UPS and it took a week and a half. But yeah, during that period, I went to look at my order to see what day it was coming in, and it got changed to a four hundred dollar tablet. Yeah, and I was like, what? And so. It said that it only billed me for seven dollars and fifteen cents, mm-hmm. and so I I went to the customer service, talked to someone in India. I there I say that not not stereotyping or anything. The name was insane that was helping me, and the mm. even the English being used in the chat was pretty bad, which I'm like this shouldn't oh. be acceptable. But I said, what did I order and how much did I pay for? Because now the listing is for a tablet. They said I paid mm-hmm. that. They said what I'm getting is that, and there's a glitch in the system. Oh, okay. So the next day it showed up. It was just in an envelope, and I'm like, okay, that's not a tablet. All right, that's good. So oh, that's um, good. I'm glad you got it. It seems like you have like all the worst luck with ordering. Weird I got some bad. Amazon, yeah. I have Prime right eBay, too. <laughs> eBay's bad, yeah. I had to get a refund for a thief. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I have a free month of Amazon, and I ended up ordering a bunch of pre-orders from Amazon. But mm-hmm. I'm going to be canceling my Prime. I'm only getting it for a month. So hopefully it doesn't screw up my orders. Like, it might yeah. charge me for shipping. I just don't want them to cancel my orders, but I'm not willing to pay 10 bucks. Uh, they shouldn't cancel this stuff, yeah. Amazon's pretty bad about that, but anyway, yeah. we're going on. So I, uh, yeah, just been watching movies, doing some drawing, picked mm-hmm. up a toy, just uh, the same old, same old. Cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, okay. So then, going on to the next phase of this uh, podcast, I do want to mention before I guess we get into it, head over to our website, recordinglivepodcast.com. Uh, there's links to the uh, different feeds, I suppose. If you don't know how you're listening to this, I presume you already know. Um, hit the subscribe button, for, you know, just for fun. Um, other than and, that, though, there's oh, links. One more thing, to, Dexter. Okay, what? 
I I told Dexter about this. I don't know when we'll try and utilize it, but I'm going to try. Uh, I I created a Twitch account for oh, reporting yeah, yeah, yeah. live to stream. And you can do anything real life. You can just stream yourself working. You can do just doing stuff at home and things like that if you want to. Mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. meaning Dexter. And oh, I'm not. Uh, it is, I believe it's twitch.com slash recording live podcast. Okay, I'll have to put I'll put a link on the website uh, for that then. Um, yep. And then there's also a link to our um, merch, I guess, uh, which is just, I think, buzzkillkid.com slash recording live podcast, which I'll get you there, too. But there's links on the I think the link for that is in the upper right hand corner of the website. Uh, but no, I think the Twitch thing is interesting. I'm I've, I'm not real familiar with Twitch. I think I tried to do something on it once, like watch somebody. Mm-hmm. I think I actually watched somebody play Fallout online, Fallout 76 for like. I don't know, like a minute and I got bored and then I don't think I ever used it again. And I'm pretty sure I deleted my account, which is good because they got hacked this week. So, oh, awesome. There's that. Um, I I have uh, I've never streamed on it. I do watch stuff on Twitch, though. I watch streamers. Uh, They go for very long and I'm not going to sit there and say I watch it all like continuously or something. Maybe once a week I'll watch someone if I'm interested or if they're playing a certain game that. I'm enjoying them play, then I'll tune in on a certain night. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not that big. I do have friends that do stream and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And it seems interesting. And well, uh, I have a cousin who I think kind of got a job because of Twitch. Like he's a, a I think he, he's a composer. Uh, okay. And he got like known in the uh, Mario mod war like world uh like okay. he would compose he compose music like he learned the files that the mario mods take uh and so he was he'd compose music for these mario mods and then he got i i need to talk i i don't know if i'll see him for christmas or thanksgiving or not um you know who knows how that's gonna work out this year um but uh, like see because the last i knew like two years ago last time i talked to him he uh he had some jobs like doing composing music for some video games that were going to be coming out on at least on like Steam or the Amazon equivalent. So I, I know that like Twitch is huge and people get jobs and stuff through it and it's yeah. good. But I just I don't know. It's never been my jam. Yeah, so I just never paid attention to it, I guess. I get that. I know I have a friend of mine. I haven't talked to him for a very long time. I know he works in the video game industries. I think he works for Activision or Ubisoft. Oh, cool. you have a friend who works at Activision? Either that, he uh, he went to college for game design and stuff like that. And I cool. think he lives in Minnesota or Minneapolis or something. And his goal wanted mm. to be a game tester, but I think he actually does something. But I know he works for mm. a video game company, and I want to say it's one of those two. But I yeah. could be mistaken, but I, I haven't talked mm. to him for a very long time, and I'm not friends with him on any social media, if he still has social media. But yeah. I do I remember a- that. <clears throat> Yeah. Well, I know there's a company in Iowa City, I want to say, uh, that does some stuff. I want to say for Activision. Oh, yeah. No, uh, for EA. Because um, uh, they would come in and get coffee when I worked at a cafe downtown Iowa City. And I talked to a guy about it once because he, he, he had worked on like a couple of the sports games. Mm. And then I think he had also done some work on um, Medal of Honor, I think. Okay. Which was interesting. So I was just like, oh, cool. Thanks. <laughs> but yeah anyway uh yeah no the twitch thing it'd be interesting what we can figure out with that i feel like you could at least stream drawing yeah uh, that's kind of why i like want to originally did it because i didn't yeah. 
want to get into video games, you have to spend so much money to cat to do video game streaming and stuff like yeah, that. And it's like, oh, I have a buddy who spent a lot of money on that stuff, and every time yeah. I ask him if he's doing it, he says, nope. Weird. Okay. Anyway, uh, moving on to uh, Lo- Loki. So yeah, Loki part two here. Uh, this will be, I think, just the last two episodes. And just I don't, I don't, yep. I don't know that we have. I, I, I don't know that we need to go into great detail. Uh, I got. Maybe we should. We should. I'll do a quick overview. So last we knew, Loki got pruned slash killed, uh, and um, Sylvie threatened the person who seems to be in charge of the TVA. Um, or like the lady who's in charge is not the timekeepers. Um, cause the timekeepers turned out to be robots. Um, and so then at the beginning of this, of that second to last episode, Sylvie actually ends up pruning herself. And it turns out that when you get pruned, you actually get sent to what is essentially purgatory. Like it's yeah, just it's this, the end of time. It's, yeah. The end of time. And there just is this giant, massive storm cloud dog thing, which, I don't know, whatever. We'll get into that. Uh, and that apparently eats people or eats like anything that just shows up there, which mm-hmm. tends to be people. Um, and so Sylvie escapes it and it turns out Loki has already, you know, he's already been there for a little while. He escaped it. He ran into a bunch of variants of Loki. So you got the, uh, the, I don't know if he's the original, but it, like, like the, the classic Loki, there's, um, the black Loki who has Thor's hammer, uh, or Mjolnir, uh, there's kid Loki and alligator Loki. I think that's it. Yes. Uh, and so he kind of teams up with them and they turn out to just be like these, just these very like disheartened. We've been here forever. We've kind of just given up Loki's and he's kind of like disgusted with them for a little while, but he does convince them to help him because he's convinced if he can defeat the dog, the giant storm dog thing that he can get pe- through it to the timekeepers and at least and figure out what's going on. And so they don't want to go with him, but they want to, they will help him. But then before any of that can happen, uh, I don't know, like 10 more, 20 more Loki show up. Dumb looking Loki show up yeah, to, uh, yeah. And to like, take over or kill them all or well, something. For some reason, <laughs> like they want that hideout and like, they all want to be King Loki. Like it, it doesn't make sense necessarily. Like, I, th- I mean, I, it's, I think it's just supposed to be like a group of. I think Loki- they're all just crazy. Yeah. And like, they just, all they just haven't... lost their mind. They're all just nut jobs. Yeah, basically. And one has then... a bicycle handlebar as his, as his horn helmet. Yeah. Which I thought was kind of funny, but, uh, anyway, so are uh, the gang of Lokis that we've come to, to, to know and love, I guess, escape. And they get, uh, they get to the, like this, precipice i guess where they're like kind of watching the storm dog devour a giant um battleship that just appeared out of nowhere and then all of a sudden um it kind of snaps to sylvie i'm kind of taking too long okay so snaps to sylvie who has joined up with mobius yeah mobius is there too he got pruned in the previous episode yeah and he showed up there too and she has decided like i think she seems to have figured it out a little bit better than loki has uh and that, she can enchant things so yeah, she, so, she taps she touches a lot its name is Elias. she touches it and mm-hmm. she finds out it's sentient and thinks that she can uh that was she it, can yes. enchant it and take control of it so long story short they end up enchanting it they get through it to the end uh which then gets to the last episode and then there is uh, what do they refer to him as the, the he who remains he who remains which is that Kang the Conqueror. It's a variant of Kang the Conqueror. It's a variant of 
whatever his name is. It's not Kang. <laughs> I thought it was Kang. It, that's not Kang. It's not technically Kang. It's okay. uh because when what the hell is his name? His name is we said it a million Nathaniel Richards. That's what I thought. For some reason, I kept thinking oh, I'm like, right, that, right, right, right. Is that the but weird young cable? I thought, he claimed, I thought he claimed to be. I thought that's who Kang was. Nathaniel Richards is Nathaniel Richards. Kang technically, and this is what I was talking about the last time I recorded. Okay. Kang is just a variant. This isn't Kang. This is he who remains. And Kang is another variant. Of... So Kang is a variant of Nathaniel Richards. Yes. Got you. Okay. That makes more sense. Okay. So anyway, they get to he who remains and he's a little silly, um, which I will get into that. He's a little silly. And he ends up explaining to the Lokis that basically he wants them to replace him and to go back to the TVA, take over and lead, lead them in what they've already been doing, which is pruning time to make sure that variants don't occur so that there's not another what turned out to be a multiverse war. Yeah. Uh, and because he's convinced that, well, he said that because. In his, like in his history, there was a multiverse war. So basically, there were more Nathaniel Richards who discovered the multiverse. They had met each other and they were exchanging, um, you know, technology and stuff. But then all of a sudden, like what I presume then is what happened. Kang shows up. No, just band- a bunch of bad ones. Like, yeah, they all, which, like there's just a ton of bad Nathaniel Richardses, and they lead into this multiverse war that apparently yes. happened. And then this particular one, he who remains, is able to harness this weird storm dog to kind of take over and and prune all the variants so that he only he remains. The TVA. And yeah. he creates he, the TVA. He's yeah. the victor out of all of them, and whether excuse me, whether he is the original or a variant it doesn't matter he never yeah he never explains that he just says that he was the one that is victorious yes and he's the one that decided there to, there cannot be a multiverse or whatever and that he created the tva to control the sacred timeline which we still mm-hmm. don't really know what that is but what what he does somehow is he himself controls time Mm-hmm. And if he is removed or if he's killed and no one takes his place, then somehow his evil variants who are locked away somewhere will get well, out and cause chaos in the multiverse. I guess it was my my assumption then that what would happen is, is that like the the, the splinters in time will occur. And so then his variants will just be born I and, guess they don't really explain this. They really yeah, don't go into this. I, I and that's think, where it gets super frustrating. He just yeah. says without him in charge, uh, his variants will uh, he will be replaced with something way worse. Well, and, and, and he makes the argument, I think, too, that like if they just choose not to replace him, he will like time will occur again and he will just become he who remains again and he will be there and because okay uh turn this off if you don't like spoilers not that we've already spoiled everything um but right before sylvie uh kills him because she opts to just kill him uh he says i'll see you later and so that was my assumption he meant like time is going to repeat itself i'll see you when i you know when this happens again i 
think he means I'll see you as in a metaphorical way that another another variant. Yeah, just another variant who's going to take over. And that's kind of what happened. She kills him. She banishes Loki because Loki says we really can't do this. This this doesn't seem right. She Uh wants vengeance because the thing is she was she was pulled out uh, of her timeline. She was left exiled. So her whole life was ruined for God knows how long. Yeah, because who knows so, how old she actually is. Yeah, and so she goes... She, so she's she been on the run since she was like 13. Yeah, and I think they... Don't they kiss? Yeah, they kiss. I yeah. don't know that they... Uh, yeah, 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 they do. And they what do she kiss. did was she grabs... Um, the, he remains his like weird... Uh, his tent pad, which his, is yeah. Cool. And... Yeah, he she banishes him, she kills him, and then the multi- banishes Loki back to the TVA, and then kills uh, he who remains. Yep, and then yeah, and then uh, Loki shows back up at the TVA. It's different, uh, which he doesn't realize at first that it's different. No, Mobius looks different actually. Uh, well, he looks cleaned up. Yeah, he's cleaned up. His hair is kept. His shirt's actually kept. It's actually different from how he looked throughout the whole show. Mm. And they don't know who he is. And as they pan out, there's like an emergency happening. We -hmm. think it's because of everything going on. But in reality, something else is going on. They don't know who Loki Mm -hmm. is. And then it cuts away to a giant statue of Kang. Well, and it looks like he who remains, but wearing Kang's outfit. Yes. And, um, And then the show just ends. And we're going to get a second season of this. Yeah. And, and it said Loki will will be back in season two. Yeah. Yep. We don't know when that's coming. It's probably coming out next year, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked the fifth episode a lot. I actually liked it. I was lost and done with this show after. Yeah. And then the fifth episode came out and it's mainly the performances of all of the older other Lokis, especially yeah. Loki, because it's Richard E. Grant, and I love He did Richard great. Yeah. And uh, although I have problems with his backstory, uh, I loved Alligator Loki a lot. Yeah, which they never explain, which is like, uh, yeah, whatever. Which I think that was the joke. Yeah. And it's like, apparently that's me too, which I thought was funny because Mobius brings out, like, are you even sure that he's a Loki? And classic Loki's like, well, he's green. <laughs> Yeah. It's like, that's the only defense we need. <laughs> yep. And then he, he just lashes out sometimes. It's pretty funny. Yeah. And then the final episode came out and I was pretty much lost again and done. I really, yeah. I really was just kind of like, okay, so this guy controls time. He runs everything somehow. He yeah, which is never explained for... how he runs anything. Nope, he lives for billions of years because time doesn't exist for him, but he yeah. controls it all. And for some and he's reason, he's just tired of it, and so yep. he's giving up. Yeah, yeah, he's just giving up. And then when he dies, multiverse splinters. And yeah. I'm going. So you're flesh and blood, mm-hmm. but somehow you're controlling everything. Yeah, which and and this was the problem. I, I had this argument with my wife, and this is the exact same problem she had. So this is. Yeah, so I watched this all with my wife, who generally doesn't like this type of show. Like, uh, she hated Lost. Um, and it, it, and basically, she just can't wrap her head around it. It's not believable enough, which is just like, yeah, this is sci-fi. But like, That's my like, problem, too. Even within it being sci-fi, she's just like, this isn't logical. And no, I get, yeah, Kelsey wants explanations, and so do I, because yeah, they've been so and, well explaining everything up to this yeah, point. And, and I think, now they're just kind of... 
they're just kind of going cross. They're just wanting you to go cross-eyed and nod your head with yeah. it. Yeah, and I, I, yeah, and I think the thing is, is like I, I am watching it and I'm analyzing every little detail, kind of because I know I need to, yeah, because we've talked about it already. But I'm so I'm like, why is this entire? So they get to the his house and it's just this giant black mansion. It's like mm-hmm. a weird black marble. There's like threads of white veins going through the rot the stone yep. work but everything is immaculate like perfectly carved everything and yeah. so the first thing i think is, is like who made this like he's a dude at the end of time by yep. himself oh, i, I mean granted he has this weird computer it's the the tva computer there which mm-hmm. is another thing i want to get into but and so but then the thing is is at the very end ish when he's kind of telling them the his his history he yeah. takes off his his tempad and he kind of like throws a blob of the black stone on the on the on his desk and the yep. stone comes to life and it's similar to um uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, when uh, Ego is kind of giving his history, just kind of like the way that technology worked too. Uh, but this looks a lot, I mean, it looks completely different. And so I kind of wonder if like the whole cop out for him is he is basically so far into the future that his technology is so insane and we just can't fathom it that like literally like that whole building is just this weird blobby material that looks like stone and he you know he can just do things that look like magic that don't make sense because his technology is so advanced which is a I don't, I don't like, think that's, so. That's the way I buy into it, but I think it's a huge cop out and it's not a great storytelling device. It is because there's things around the castle that make that not happen. Like uh, yeah. there's the statues in the main hall of the three, uh, the three oh, timekeepers, and they and, and they've been destroyed. You're right. No, one has been oh. destroyed. The fourth one has been destroyed, which is in the comics that there was a fourth timekeeper who was destroyed for what re- oh. whatever reason. So that's and, suggesting that the timekeepers are real. No. Oh, no, they're not real. He made okay. it all up. Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, okay. He remains made that whole thing up. It, it, like I said, this is a this is a giant parody. That makes no sense then. No, it doesn't. Also, it doesn't make sense <sighs> that he's got bookshelves everywhere, and also he's one. They brought back the joke again, where he's got everything written down or yeah. typed out, and he hands it to them. And I don't understand. They don't explain it. Well, it's just fate. They're they're, no, they're bringing no. fate into it. The thing I don't understand and don't like is that he's like, we're going to get to a point where I don't know what happens next. Why? Yeah, there's no explanation for why? that. Yeah. Why don't why don't you know what's going to happen next? You already know everything up to how does like you already know everything except for a certain point. And it's like that doesn't make sense. That's yeah. absolutely makes sense. And also, uh, this is part of our discussion that we had last time because you were having some thoughts of. Uh, what was going on and things and about variants and things. He, mm-hmm. I have a, I have a small theory about okay. this. Mm-hmm. He creates all the variants. Variants aren't really a thing. Like he creates, mm. them. he chooses okay. to, he plucks the P uh, I don't think anybody really diverges out of the timeline. I think that's all fake. Mm. I, and the reason I think that way is, um, Sylvie as a child was doing nothing but sitting on the steps of Asgard playing with her toys and the right. TV showed up and just pulled her. She wasn't doing anything similar to say Loki who, t- who grabbed the Tesseract and teleported away. Mm-hmm. She was physically not doing anything that would cause a, a change in the timeline. Right. But we know that he's the, ma- that he who remains is the mastermind behind all this. Right. He orchestrated her entire fate. He had, yeah. them, he 
had the TVA pull her out because he had plans for her. She didn't well, do anything wrong. And that's kind of his explanation, too, that like he had I orchestrated know. at least with the events of the show. Yes. He to says get he them to. The show. Yeah. Yeah, to get them to that point so that they would take over his job. Yes, and unfortunately, I was kind of expecting with some of his explanation to show him, like, wave his hand, which would have caused the Tesseract to get slid in front of Loki to pick it up. Mm. Because Loki, the test, because when the Hulk busted through, he would have busted mm. through an Avengers off screen, mm. but nothing happened. So it's under my assumption that he caused Loki to uh, grab the Tesseract and leave. Mm-hmm. Like, he orchestrated all these things. It kind of goes down to, like, he's choosing all these people to essentially be his slaves and manipulate them. Yeah. So Which, I don't think there actually are variants, per se, that the show is defining us as people who diverge their timeline and have to get plucked and pruned. Yeah. I think he just purposely chooses them and works his way uh, and does all his stuff behind the... Um, uh, the mm-hmm. timekeeper, the timekeepers, or whatever they're called. Yeah, and which also doesn't make sense. Like, why does he need that weird facade of the timekeepers? I think it's just because he wants something godly looking, kind of like the Wizard uh, of Oz. Wizard okay, of Oz. I mean, because he is a normal, he is just a mortal man. Yeah, okay. And I think it's probably also to keep his identity out of everything. Just to make create a fabrication, then create the reality like the well. The and if the TVA knew who he was, they could look up his time and like see like oh he was just a dude. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. And so this show ends with uh, a hint of Kang the Conqueror, which mm. will be the villain in Ant Man. And oh, it is okay. Yeah, he's the villain of Ant Man. Uh, okay. Possibly. I mean, he's he's cast as the, it's the same actor. He's cast as uh, uh, Kang mm. the in Ant-Man and uh, Quantumania, Ant-Man and yeah. Wasp and Quantumania. Okay. So I don't know if this dude, if Kang is being set up to be the new phase Four revolving villain or if mm. he will be snuffed out in the Ant-Man movie. Seems a little weird to use him in the Ant-Man movie. Yeah. Uh, well, they're like juggling. They're juggling like the villains and the and the characters a little bit more loosely. I feel like uh, I, in this new is, phase as opposed to the last one. Well, yeah. phase four is a mess. Yeah, like it, it, gotten, it, and we still haven't even technically gotten a movie for yeah. phase. Four. We've gotten shows. Mm-hmm. Black Widow is phase four, but Black Widow takes place five years before yeah, all of this. Phase is three. It five? No, it's like yeah. seven or eight years. I think it's seven years. Well, it takes place during phase three. Like, that's not a phase four movie. It no, doesn't advance not. the plot of no. phase four. And <laughs> yeah. so, except for, like, the last fight, the, the, except the ending credit scene of Black Widow. But. Oh, okay, sure. Uh, yeah, I just think phase four sounds like a mess. And it's dealing with all the stuff I don't really care about, which is, we've talked before, multiverse and magic yeah. and all that stuff. And I'm going, you know, here's the thing. You didn't have a plan for the first Four years of the MCU from 2008 to 2012. It wasn't until Avengers but, that but we they were finally... just doing solo movies, so it wasn't a big deal. Well, they were building up to the Avengers, yeah. but they didn't have Thanos in mind for until right. Avengers. And so right. they were just building up to getting the Avengers together. Mm-hmm. And then the next seven years was building up to Thanos and the Avengers. So Infinity then, Infinity. what, Phase 2 and 3 were just building into Thanos? Yes, there was the, it was building up the oh. Infinity stones yeah, especially with okay. guardians of the galaxy right and 
uh, Thor and such. And yeah, mm-hmm. everything was about the Infinity Stones. With Phase Four, it's just magic and multiverse. We're getting so much multiverse with yeah the next handful of movies, which are excuse me, um, Spider Man, Doctor Strange, Strange, um. I mean, I presume Quantum Mania is going to be getting into it, especially if Kang's involved. Yeah. So, like, um, that makes me wonder. Shang Chi. I forgot. We never saw Shang Chi, so I keep forgetting oh. that movie existed. And that I, I saw. Yeah, I heard Phase Four. It's got some Phase Four stuff going on, and it's magic. But yeah, yeah. Eternals comes out next. Oh, Eternals. Yep. Yeah. Next year it's Doctor Strange. Oh, I was. Oh my God. Why? So next year <laughs> is Doctor. Oh, Quantum Mania isn't happening until next until 2023. Okay. Oh my gosh. Uh, I thought that was much later on. Uh, that's a year and a half away. So next mm-hmm. year it's Doctor Strange, Thor, uh, mm-hmm. Doctor Strange in March, Thor in May, Black Panther in July, The oh. Marvels in November, and then 2023 is Ant Man and Wasp and Guardians three and uh, Fantastic Four, which has no date and only has a director attached. So, Oh yeah. So they are, they do have a plan for fantastic four. They put a teaser of the fantastic fours logo at one of their, one of their reveals. Nice. Uh, I forgot that the Marvels is uh, the captain Marvel, Miss Marvel movie. I forgot that they, I forgot they combined those. Yeah. Yes. A sequel to uh, captain Marvel and the, a sequel to Captain Marvel, WandaVision, and the Ms. Marvel Disney Plus show that's coming out the next year, I think. Yeah, which I'm still pretty excited about. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, so before we move on, I feel like there was a couple of things I wanted to say about Loki. I don't know that they really matter. I thought um, he was going to die. I actually thought that the, he had to die by the end of this. Lee and I both discussed that. Like, Loki? We, yeah, we were both going, he can't live by the end of this show. They have to fix the timeline. This is before the show even premiered. Well, we but were it kind of... He was going to have to go. So it, everything... I feel like stable. it turns out, though, that the timeline doesn't matter. <laughs> and, I mean, and just with everything else they're doing with the quantum verse, or the whatever, the multiverse, like, it just... I don't think it matters anymore. Yeah, like, that was my fear. I've said it before, it, is I think it cheapens the characters that yeah, we've invested no, in because there's other ones. And you know what? Uh, what if did that spoiler alert, uh, a mm. character who dies in, uh, in what if gets plucked out, out and placed in another multiverse where their character is dead as if mm. it never, uh, yeah, that's a thing that happens. And I'm like, that's my fear. That's my fear. Yeah. Well, that characters that dead characters can just come back and it's getting as convoluted as the comics. And that's why I don't read the comics. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> And that's what made the movies good is because it wasn't it wasn't it, like they were convoluted because of what they were. But like it was not as bad as the comics. Yeah. Like, and it's getting, to a, it's getting to a point now where you have to watch Disney Plus to actually get into yeah, yeah. everything with the movies. And that was my fear for a long time. I kept going. They're not going to depend on Disney Plus shows for their for their uh, continuate for uh, plot. And they are. I literally thought some of these shows were going to be like uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. where it's like you don't have to watch this to see. Yeah. Well, I I think that that was their fear with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And that's why it didn't have any bearing on the movies. Um, But then one little plot point and that's it. And if you didn't watch it, it didn't matter. It made it made for a bad TV show, and so I, I kind of wonder, like they're just doubling down on these shows. And I don't know, I appreciate it. It made it, it makes the shows better. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but they all have their flaws. And I think just because they're shows instead of movies, like there's just more, it, the flaws are bigger, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. And I, I think Loki, it, it had a lot of flaws. I'm, I, I'm for one, am happy that they brought Loki back because this is a version of Loki that I like. Um, I ended up liking Sylvie quite a bit, uh, or just like where they went, ended up going with her. I hated her at first, which always happens. Um, like just if I hate a character, I usually end up liking them eventually. Uh, so I don't know, like I'm excited to see season two. Um, cause I, I ended up really liking the last two episodes, uh, which the fifth episode was by far the best episode of the season. Um, I didn't mind the, the last episode. It was a little boring. I think just like all the arguing about like, oh, are we going to to help the this he who remains or not? It's an info dump. Yeah. And they're just yelling at each other and arguing. And then until finally Sylvie just does, you know, acts on it and does yep. something. And then it finally the action picks up again. And then but it, it just it barely picks up before the the show's over. Yeah. And so it's a little disappointing. But I think the, the two things I wanted to bring up that like it that really kind of well, at least the one thing that frustrates me is just how they handle time. They never explain it, which I don't know. No. Like, you don't want to. I don't too much. Yeah. It, it just depends. But like the, the problem is, is like they don't explain it, but like they really fumble with it. Like it never makes yeah. complete sense. And then on top of it, at the very end, uh, when they're they're dealing with that A.I. computer, that's like the weird hologram of the clo- of the cartoon clock. It's minutes. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I can't never remember her name, but like the lady who's in charge of the TVA is actively like, yeah. So she's like talking to Miss Minutes, trying to get her to like go get her information, and it's mm-hmm. obvious that it's happening simultaneous with Miss Minutes talking to He Who Remains, which doesn't make any sense because they exist on two different timelines or two different times periods kind of i mean technically so miss is minutes she... is in a place where time doesn't exist and but, she's but she's in continuity with herself like that doesn't make sense like yeah she's well, traveling through time but time is still linear even though she's tra- which is like the whole show is dependent on the fact that like once you travel to a point in time time is then linear and so like you you know like a minute in the past is a minute in the future Kind of like uh, the way back – didn't Back to the Future kind of do that too? Uh, back to the Future's time travel doesn't make any sense. Right. And so it gets to the point where like it's just like, no, this doesn't make any sense. Like why can't you just travel five minutes into the past to the last time you traveled to the past and tell yourself <laughs> the answer? And like it just – it doesn't make sense. And I, I just I, – and you just have to like stop thinking about time travel, which – that's just it's unfortunate because it's the it's the theme of the whole show. Yeah, that's the problem with time travel. But then that's the problem with the show because that's the theme of the show, and it doesn't make any sense, and I hate it. Um, but other than that, I enjoyed the show. <laughs> uh, hey, you remember that scene in I think the second or third episode where uh, Sylvie dumped a whole bunch of time bombs all through the sacred timeline, which screwed everything up, and then it was never brought back again. Yeah. Yeah. That never came back. (laughs) She dumped a ton of bombs off all throughout time and everyone freaked out. And then that thing was dropped and forgotten. I forgot about that. Yeah. That's That's a a thing that happens. Good point. Uh, 
Yeah. Well, then the last thing I guess that I want to say is uh, this was the only point that my wife really brought up that seemed to really bother. Well, she, a lot of things bothered her, but she uh, she just kept saying, where did he who remains get the apple? He was eating an apple. Where did he get it? Where does oh. he get his food? Where does he go to the bathroom? Where does his poop go? You know, like, <laughs> it's just like, you know, these are good points. Does he just like have a toilet that just flushes to like random time zones throughout throughout time does he just like reach into like a time hole and like pick apples from trees throughout time like where where did that come from i i I mean i I know why he's got the apple but is it a is it a joke or something no it's um a person in that role eating an apple is a sign of oh arrogance it's a literary point okay yeah it's a literary point someone who eats an apple uh, like while discussing or talking things is usually someone who's extremely arrogant and pompous which it's a a literary device yeah yeah okay well then the other argument too i think my wife had was just that he was too silly like and she's just kind of tired of like the silly villain trope which yeah, I, no, he's not really a villain per se, but right? But, well, and I I took that as like he was trying to disarm them by being silly, um, and it kind of played into his weird teleporting. Every time they tried to attack him, he would just kind of like teleport five feet away, um, and so it kind of played into that. I don't he always know. Knows like, what's gonna happen, so he always knows where to go. Yeah, it's just I don't know. It was kind of weird that he was just kind of like this silly guy. Um, wardrobe actually is a reference to what immortus another version a good version of kang yeah which he suggests that he is the most he is like the most good version of himself i suppose i get he's the he's the least of all evil or something like that yeah yeah um yeah Yeah. wanted to yeah it's it's weird it's very weird i'm and he's gone. That's the thing. Like I was saying, it's not like when you were thinking it was you're like, it's Kang. And it's like, no, it's not. It's actually not Kang. Yeah. It's someone else. But it's it's a variant, essentially. Yeah, it's it's very weird. And I just wish they wouldn't do this stuff. But hey, <laughs> going to do. <laughs> yeah, so, do you know. recommend it? Do you, I, reco- do you recommend, I recommend it uh, as much as I recommend uh, like if you. I don't know, because like the more I think about WandaVision, the less I like it. And I, I, I would say it's just as good as WandaVision. Um, okay. And and I think like like we've said, I guess if you're going to watch, if you're going to be paying to the attention to the MCU, at least the main plots, this feels important, uh, more important than Black Widow, obviously. Um, I feel like I, I still need to watch Shang-Chi, but I'm not convinced that that, you know, has any bearing on the MCU either. It, not it does. It does. Okay, so I, I should I watch. I would say that. it does. I've looked into it and stuff. I haven't seen it, but I know it does. It, it okay. Does have and and that's just how the MCU is. It's like if you miss something, you've missed a pretty major plot point. So I'd say I would recommend it. I had fun watching it. Um, it has its problems, but it's completely worth seeing. Um, Owen Wilson, like he was fantastic as Morbius. <sighs> yeah, that's his name, right? Mo. Mobius? Mobius? Yes. Yeah, I could never. Yeah, Morbius is the vampire. Uh, yeah, he's, uh, he was great as Mobius. Uh, Sylvie is fa- a fantastic new character. Uh, episode five was a, was great. Like like you said, the variants of Loki are a delight. Um, but you know, it, it it's a. I think you just kind of have to remember it's a it's a comic book show. 
you know, whenever you're getting into comic book, like this, I mean, I don't know, this is especially an issue with Marvel is just like the storylines, the ebb and flow. This is, this isn't as good as it has been. I don't expect that it's as good as it will be. Like there will be better stories, but I liked it. I don't know. (laughs) Do you recommend it? If you're invested in the Marvel MCU, I can't say I can't say no. But if you're yeah. just casual, someone who likes to watch Marvel stuff, probably not. You don't need to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. OK, I get that. That's about it. Yeah, I, I didn't like it. I this was the first uh, Marvel show Marvel show that I, I personally just didn't like behind yeah. that is Winter Soldier. And I liked what? Well, no, I finished. What if what ifs trash? I put what if on the bottom. Wait, You don't like Winter Soldier? Uh, not Winter uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, no, Falcon and Winter Soldier was fine. It's my, it's oh, it, okay. pretty much as every show that continues to come, I dislike. Oh, yeah, it's just, it just looks like I loved Wandavision. I loved everything about it. Hmm. Uh, I tolerated Falcon and Winter Soldier just fine. Uh, yeah. I thought it has its ups and it has its downs. Its tone yeah. is all over the place, and it's they probably could have had like place. half the episodes. Yep, and it was actually shorter than all the rest. And yeah. uh, well, well, no, wait, I think it's the same length as Loki. But and then mm-hmm. Loki came out, and I didn't like Loki. Two out of six episodes I enjoyed, and the rest well, I didn't. So I can't Fal- really say I liked it. Yeah, well, Falcon and Winter Soldier and Loki were six six episodes that are whatever hour length, so forty minutes or whatever. Uh, whereas Wanda was Wanda eight or the- nine for half an hour to forty minutes. Uh, I thought they had ten. No, it was nine. It was nine. Uh, yeah, so there's that. But what if was nine half hour episodes? And I just hated that. I was miserable watching. I have no show. desire to watch. I, that I never even finished that one episode. I, I got so angry at one episode. I turned it off 15 minutes in. <laughs> I couldn't even bother finishing the last 10 minutes of it. So, yeah, but All yeah, right. I, yeah, it's it's what it is. It's important. So you kind of have to sure. watch it. But if you're just a fun Marvel fan or fun Marvel watcher, give the first episode or second episode a try. And if you're not feeling it, don't bother with it. Yeah, it really picks up. I don't know. Was it like maybe the second or third episode? But yeah. Yeah. Anyway. OK. Um, yeah. So I don't know how much time we have left. Uh, got like 10 minutes, but we can go a little longer if you want to <laughs> talk about Venom. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Venom I don't know night. that there's much to say about Venom necessarily. Uh, it's really not. It's an, it's 90 minutes long. It's yeah, it's short and it's sweet. Yeah. So. OK. So, yeah, this is the official start to the Venom segment. Venom music here. Um, no. OK. So Venom. I, I don't know. Do you want to give a brief synopsis? I guess I did. Uh, I did the last one. Uh, it came out. It, it just came out a week ago. Uh, it's a sequel to Venom. It takes place. I've seen three years. I've seen one year. We're going to go one year. Uh, uh, interesting. Ed, Ed, Eddie Brock's rebuilt his career for the most part. Uh, like in the it, first five minutes of the movie. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. He's uh, he got the scoop of a lifetime, which is the serial killer Cletus Cassidy, which was alluded to in the ending credits of the first movie. Mm-hmm. And. He uh, he find he he finds all the bodies that Cletus hid and Cletus gets sent to death row. Uh, one last interview they do. Cletus attacks Eddie, bites him and ingests some of the blood that he uh, from the wound he bit. And it creates Carnage, who breaks out and Carnage seeks out his childhood love Shriek, who has banshee powers, can scream and cause mm-hmm. sonic waves and stuff. And pretty much the movie primarily deals with uh, Carnage doing what he does best, which is cause Carnage and Eddie and Venom's relationship. 
which is the high point of the series, which mm. spoiler ends with the final fight and Eddie uh, Venom eats the symbiote and bites off Cassidy's head. Yeah. And we'll talk about the credit scene by the end. We'll do that at the very end. Is the biggest spoiler, and I don't know how I didn't hear about that. Because so at the beginning of the had. movie, we, we get in, and Matt just like, or no, no, I think it was just on, you texted me. I don't remember. Anyway, I got we we sat down and I said, has this been spoiled to you by social media? And I was just like, no, I haven't heard anything. And I uh, I just assumed you were just asking as a friend. I didn't realize that there was a huge spoiler at the end. Man, it's a that, like, pretty big. It's, it's the best ending credits thing. It is the. It, it it's is the by best far the, Iron the Man most, ending credit scene. It, I think this is better. Uh, it is the Nick Fury coming out and well, saying, "Talk about I, the Avengers." In this okay, show. yeah, I for I don't know because I expected that to happen. Um, whereas this, I did not, and so we will not talk about it again until the end of this episode. Um, but no, so yeah, th- this was a very good movie, especially going off of. Which I don't know. I enjoyed Venom one. Uh, it was a good. I, did too. I watched it before we la- before we we went to the movie. I watched it about. I did it. Uh, I saw. I had two hours. I had like two and a half hours before the mo- before the movie. So I sat down and I rewatched Venom. Uh, would you say it's worth watching? I guess if you've not watched that before this one. Uh, you have to. I think. Okay. It's pretty. Um, I mean, I I guess I agree. I don't. I don't. I mean, just to get the backstory of Venom, I suppose. Um, but no. I, I forgot just how funny, I guess, like kind of the buddy cop movie that they kind of turned it into. Uh, Cause Venom is just hilarious. Um, yeah. And then just uh, t- uh, Tom Hardy, it just does such a fantastic job of just being a crazy person talking to himself. Um, and it's just, I don't know. Like it's just uh, a great character. I, I, you know, I don't, I, I never got into the com- the Venom comics that much. So I've I don't read almost know how- all of them. Right. Okay. And so I don't know how accurate this is, like if it's portraying any version of them at all. Not. Um, but I kind of don't Not care. Not at all. Um, yeah. Because it's just a delight. Like, they're just, it's just funny. It's good. Uh, Venom is just such a, this version of Venom is just such a good character. And uh, they He's do a, a very, yeah. And they do a very good job of um, making him a, a good, like an anti-hero that you can, like root for yeah i mean and the only reason i say he's an anti-hero is because he craves brains like it's and really that doesn't even make him any sort of anti-hero it just means he you know because he 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 always wants to go find a a bad guy to eat the brain you know to bite off a head like he doesn't want to just eat anybody's head he's like let's go find a bad guy there's a chemical in the brain that uh that he needs to sustain with is that even scientifically accurate i don't even know I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's it's a, it's a fictional alien organism, right? But I mean, I don't know. I'm sure the chemical is real in your brain, but uh, human like brains, it's a chemical that's only found in brains and in chocolate. And so uh, he's always wanting to go out and hunt bad guys and bite their heads off and eat their brains. So yeah, and Eddie just won't let him eat anything other he than chocolate or people. chickens. Yeah, well, he gets some chickens, but Venom won't kill the chickens because they're he grew attached He's like, to them. They're, they're my best friends. They're Sonny and Cher. They're inseparable. <laughs> uh, that was good. Uh, yeah, uh, they very much play on the bromance or romance of the two. And yeah, the highlights of the movie really are the relationship with Eddie Brock and Venom. They really are. And yeah. I, well, I liked that- it. And just that Venom like roots for like well he kind of like trashes Eddie he's like you're an idiot and stuff oh, and but God, then they like have such a bickering ter- they have such yeah. an unhealthy relationship but 
but then like you know he he's also rooting for eddie because he he's just like oh is that ann ann's calling i think so, i think venom is more in love than ant with ann than eddie yeah. brock is um <laughs> but then like and then you know there, yeah then there's that thing with with his ex-fiance ann who yeah who venom is just in love with and it's just funny too because like you uh, they did the the lady venom again where like so she gets yes. to have right. venom and I, I was a little surprised that they even like turned her into venom and like he like you had the the full lady venom for like i don't know a minute or two yeah uh, just yeah. like in the first movie i, I was yes. just i don't know I, I just wasn't expecting that happening and and it just suggests to me that like just venom likes her and he just likes being with her kind of thing um but no, that was good. Uh, and and yeah, Dan was in it again, so her new fiance, and it's just funny because like just Venom's an all like, around nice guy. <laughs> yeah, and like, I hate him. Like, shut up. He's but then such a the nice end, guy. He's the perfect guy. It's really yeah. funny. And and in like the main uh, battle, like Dan shows up and he like he kind of like lights Carnage on fire. Uh, and then at the very end, Venom's like, I like that guy. I mean, he was unnecessary. We had everything under control. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, the whole supporting cast is really great. Which and it's funny cuz I mean, really there's only like six people in this movie? Uh yeah, there's only like there's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, like main characters, there's only seven. It's a pretty small cast. It's it's a pretty small movie. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a small movie. movie. It's only 90 minutes long. It's short and people were like, this is only 90 minutes long. It's like, yeah, we haven't had a movie that short in years in like a but, decade. And it's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know, like it, it was nice. And like I, when we came out of the movie, you said to me that it probably could have used another 10 minutes. It could have used another 10 minutes. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could always add a little something else. I mean, and the movie, it's not like it doesn't have padding. There's the whole nightclub scene or this. Oh, that was, rave, that was which weird. was great. <laughs> it was weird, but it was really good. Who oh, are these whole freaks? Thing is weird. He gets up on stage. He interrupts a singer. <laughs> just the most and he awkward. Started, he starts talking about how he's coming out and he doesn't need Eddie and how much he loves people and stuff. And it's like a dead crowd and it's awkward. And it's 100 percent supposed to be like yeah. straight up Michael Scott's a concert. Yeah. Well, and then he just like kind of walks out into the hallway and just collapses. It's just like, I, I know wish Eddie was here. No reason. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's why. And let's not care ourselves. Uh, he kills innocent people in this movie. Every time uh, he takes over a host, oh, they die. Yeah. <laughs> like they just kill over. And he's just <laughs> like, oh, this one doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. Oh, another one. And uh, yeah, so, like it's, a hero. It, uh, it's pretty great. Like they even brought back Mrs. Chen, which was great. The yeah, uh, was the, the quickie mart uh, owner from the first movie. Which and she she even gets to uh, host him for. A little bit. And I'm just kind of going, oh, I hope hope she's not like like biologically dying while wearing him. <laughs> yeah. That'd be <laughs> but, interesting if in the next movie they like they address that like she has some like weird like liver. No. Well, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I was, yeah about to, it, I was about to stop you right there. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, there's certainly going to be a next movie and she's going to be in it. Sure. Why not? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> everyone's great. Like, I like that they pretty much brought back the cast of the first movie. I was happy yeah. to see Anne Wayne back in it because I like that character. Like, I read the comics with her. She, yeah, she gets a portion of the Venom symbiote and becomes what's called the Bride of Venom. Okay. And she's Brock's ex-wife. And mm, it, it yeah. ends a little worse for her. Like she gets, she gets PT, she gets PTSD from having the symbiote and kills oh. herself. 
So. I like this version where she's just kind of like because she's she like, excited wearing it, even though she's yeah. disgusted by it too. Well, and, and, and Dan, it, well, and it was just funny because like Dan's like, "There's not going to be any aliens this time." And she's like, "No, no, no." And then he's, and then she brings up Venom's like, "I think you said no aliens." And then she brings up Carnage. You said there was only one alien. Yeah, yeah. He like, need to shut up. <laughs> he, he's really great. I and you know, uh, but the movie doesn't have it's not perfect or anything. It does have flaws. Yeah. Uh, I. I liked Carnage, but I would have liked Carnage to be like he grows in the movie huge by the end, but like infinitely big. Yeah. Yeah. He's humongous. He's like a king. He's the size of a cathedral. Yeah. And it's not that it's that he's naturally big, too. And like he's bigger than Venom is. And I well, isn't he in the comic? Like, I mean, at least taller. He's just like lanky. No, he's really small and scrawny, kind of. Like, oh. he's smaller than Venom, but Venom's ginormous in the comics. Yeah, I, I never felt like Venom was height, light big He's, enough. like, the same size and stature as Spider-Man. Okay. And, because Cletus Cassidy's a scrawny little dude. Yeah, which is why I wasn't super happy with uh, Woody Harrelson, but... Yeah, he's about the same about they, the same they, size as Tom Hardy. Yeah, and, well, I always, thought, I always felt like he was tall, but, I don't know, they made him look gangly enough, and they gave him a bad haircut, so it was fine. Yeah, I, I I just wish he was kind of a little smaller. And the only thing is, he he does have his tendrils, but yeah. the, the comics with carnages, the tendrils are like like it, it just feel it's like his the carnage symbiote's always exploding. Tendrils are just like tiny little like, like finger sized ones are just always flailing out of the symbiote. And yeah, they don't do that in this movie. But I'm, the, I, I would have liked just, it. A little he uses more. the tentacles a lot. Like he just always has oh. like a tentacle out it seems like which oh dude this movie's been called tentacle porn by uh critics yeah and i I get that and one the weird thing about it too is like since he's red like i kept thinking like it was intestines or something it's really weird like he also grows extra arms and stuff and i did yeah he had like six arms at one point i i do like what they show what they did with it like when he gets shot like portions of his torso disappear and stuff and i always like that idea of the symbiotes that when you have a symbiote with you your body doesn't physically exist anymore. Yeah. Like, well, and I, especially, with especially, yeah, especially with like Venom. I always just assumed, I guess, that Tom Hardy was just like floating in the middle of him. That's kind, but, of, what they, they kind of always allude. But yeah, they do show him getting like cut and stuff like that. And yeah, yeah, he sliced through the torso and things. And it's like, no, he's not actually physically in there. He's like blended with like and he gets like this, uh, like he dissolves or something. Into yeah. Venom. Yeah. That's like the. Do where that does happen to a point where like they they travel through like computers and stuff like that physically and oh, I remember as a kid always being like that's so weird and yeah I'm glad they did a bit of that in this especially with Carnage because yeah. Carnage is in Cassidy's bloodstream like they are permanently merged and I'm not gonna lie I've read the comics lately and stuff and there's like five Carnages or something like that like Cassidy's been yeah. dead but his consciousness lives in the symbiote and stuff oh. so he's still. This was a weird portrayal because nine times out of ten, Carnage isn't really a vocally sentient symbiote. It's usually Mm. just Cassidy. Mm, And so it's a little weird to have the Carnage symbiote actually speaking and things like that. And it's a little weird because they don't really discuss to they don't really go into the origin of carnage where yeah that was weird bites brock's hand which he and their blood he ingests some of uh, brock's blood which has the symbiote and it like creates a new symbiote yeah that doesn't make any sense Uh, yeah and in the comics when the symbiote breaks brock out of prison who's sharing a cell with cassidy the symbiote just spawns 
it just leaves behind a little puddle of the symbiote that merges yeah. like it sexually produces and that's how they produce and stuff like that and mm-hmm. they don't really get to that too much at all in this it's just he bites a portion of it and yeah, it creates a whole new symbiote, which I guess that's how you do it. Like this, it, the biggest thing about this is these are Venom movies without Spider-Man as yeah. an origin, and I think they're really good that way. I want mm-hmm. now. That's not to say I don't want Spider-Man in these. I do, but it, this is like these movies are coming out during the MCU phase where Spider-Man and and Sony are working with Marvel and Disney to create uh, an MCU Spider-Man. Yeah. So that was out of the ballpark. It just was. They tried it with the first movie. Like Sony actually wanted that to be an MCU film. They yeah. said San Francisco, even pre um, like the same. It's like and I think I think it's the same city as Ant-Man. I think San, uh, it's either San Francisco or San Diego where Ant-Man is. But mm-hmm. they set it across the uh, um, across across the nation. They kept mm-hmm. it small. They kept it uh, very uh, in, uh, compact because they wanted it to be an MCU film and Disney yeah. wouldn't say anything. And then the critical consensus came out 30% uh, Rotten Tomatoes and Disney said, Nope, not an MCU film. Yeah. So it's, it's one of those things where this is the best thing we could have gotten without mm-hmm. having Spider-Man. And I think it's a really good job. Yeah. Uh, that said the ending credit scene where so spoilers, Eddie goes on the run. He's in hiding cause he's wanted kind of, Yes, I mean, basically, the cops have found out that he is Venom. Yeah, and so he goes into hiding, and the ending credit scene is they're hanging out in a hiding out in a hotel, and the symbiote explains that the symbiotes kind of have been through all the multiverse. They don't say multiverse, they say universes. And he gives Eddie a glimpse into the, the symbiote hive, only for everything to shift around them, and a light happens, and they're freaking out, and they look at the TV, and there is J. Jonah Jameson exposing MCU Spider-Man as Peter Parker, the ending to uh, Far From Home. So uh, I don't know that it was quite the exact ending. I kind of it's think the exact it was same footage. It is. OK, yeah, it's that doesn't make footage. sense. He shouldn't be there because that's not when uh, the spider like uh, Spider-Man Far From Home multiverse mingling would have happened. It would have happened. I'm, giant I wimey mix up mix up my eyes have gone cross-eyed but just i don't know because like in theory uh then i would have thought that he time. well just i would have thought that he would have gone at it would have happened at the moment uh like it, i guess that would have happened we're in talking the about a movie, movie that hasn't come out yet too we're talking like this is, yeah this is the thing no way home hasn't come out for isn't out yet and we know that multiverse <clears throat> shit happens in that where all yeah. of the villains, a lot of the villains from the previous spider-man movies the sam Raimi and the, uh uh mark webb movies are coming into the mcu and we're theorizing like everyone is that this act also is what brings eddie into the mcu right but like there i guess time travel something might happen with time travel where he okay. just gets jumped uh i don't know six months earlier yeah okay yeah whatever i mean yeah we I haven't seen it yet we don't know about that too he just i, I mean in it, it'd be interesting too if just like venom did that like he could just transport a different he doesn't no he says eddie's asking what did you do and venom goes i didn't do this Okay, but then, yeah, and then Eddie, but then he says, like, uh, the types of things that we know is this type of thing. And then he licks Peter Parker's image on the TV. 
So that suggests, like you said, I guess that the symbiotes have traveled between the multiverses, which again goes back to the TVA not making sense. Yeah. Well, I think he just thinks Spider-Man looks delicious. That's why he likes the screen. Oh, and well, he said things like this. So he he's familiar with Spider-Man. I think he means superhero. Oh, or that, I suppose. Yeah, uh, because he wants to be a superhero. Oh, because Venom wants to be a super. Yeah, because he keeps talking about it because there is the lethal protector. Because there were, yeah, there was the scene right before that. So, like, there was, like, basically two post-credit scenes uh, where they're, like, on the beach. No, yeah. that wasn't post-credit. That was just the end of the movie. Yeah, that was just the end of the movie. Uh, they're on the beach, and, like, it's just Venom's feet instead of Brock's feet, but then the rest of Brock's body because of a line earlier in the movie about going to the beach, feeling the sand between his toes and the wind in his hair. Yep. Uh, and, and and Eddie makes the remark that, like, you know, maybe there are, there's some place, or, like, we can go somewhere where there's lethal justice needed. And he's like, you don't mean that, dude you yeah and it's funny uh, yeah. yeah i i think that yeah they just that uh, i think the same thing uh that dr strange and peter do that brings everyone is what brings venom over he probably just yeah. shot at a different time by accident yeah sure but uh, the ending thing is venom is now in the mcu right man <laughs> as soon as that awesome. happened i was just like is this what's happening is this what's, is this what happened <laughs> you just hear jay jonah I, jameson uh screaming oh, on the television and i never imagined this was gonna happen for all we know that also could have just been a previous broad uh a broadcast that a rebroadcast uh, or something yeah a rebroadcast yeah. of something i guess yeah. that's what i assumed it was that's but what it I could guess. be too we don't know. It doesn't really matter at this point. No, just, it doesn't matter. The exciting thing is, is that he's in the MCU, which yeah. honestly, okay. I wanted to ask you this earlier, but I wanted to save it for the podcast. Uh, so what do you, th- cause I know you hate the MC, like the whole multiverse. I don't thing. like it. Yeah. But how do you feel about the fact that it has now brought venom into the MCU? Well, it's bringing all the ones that I liked in the other movies into it too. So as long as they're characters <laughs> I'm invested in, then I'm excited. I mean, I've wanted, this is how okay. you get Spider-Man and Venom, if this is how you get Spider-Man and Venom together, then I'm on board for that. Okay. Now, do you think he might be a credit scene for No Way Home? I don't think he's in No Way Home. I don't think he's a plot point in No Way Home. No, I, I wouldn't think so just because of – because okay, so that you told me and that this movie should have come out a year ago. Yeah, and if that's the case, come out last year. So this, I, I, this I don't think there's any on. way that – yeah, there's no way that this scene was filmed before then. No, no, they planned everything out with No Way Home because No Way Home only uh, was supposed to get was getting filmed in like November of last year. So right. Venom was already done and sitting in the back burner for a year. Yeah. Ago. So thanks to COVID, we got Venom in the MCU. I don't know if that's yes. true, but at no, least no, I think that's 100 percent what happened. I think I think nice. Sony. Uh, the, the thing is, is I'm waiting for Disney to make a comment about this because this is a Sony only yeah. film. And oh, yeah. Like, but they wouldn't oh no that's sony yeah i was gonna say they wouldn't use that they wouldn't be able to use that video clip but it's a sony movie it's so sony. that video clip was in so yeah sure yeah. why not yeah sony oh, oh man so is, it's just a cooperation with disney to so have, is it official or no yeah it's as if it, i mean sony has control okay yeah sony has control i mean look at the uh look at the new movie no way home coming out doc ock sony movie uh electric yeah. sony movie well, but uh, Goblin, Sony movie. But that there doesn't mean that. that doesn't mean Disney's going to be okay with Venom being in a Disney Spider-Man has, movie. Disney has no say. Really, in the Marvel Spider-Man has, movies, Sony has control of them. That's why they're yeah, like like I mean, you got rid of it, but 
I feel like they they that that Disney at least has veto power because it's dealing with no. the MCU that they have control over. No, Mar- uh, Sony has control of this stuff, and that's why hmm. uh, that's why the uh, Tom Holland movies are not on Disney Plus. They will be. They made a deal this year oh. announcing that uh, the Legacy and M- and Spy and Tom Holland movies are going to go to Disney Plus eventually. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, once their Netflix deals are over. Mm, yeah, 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 that makes sense. But yeah, I don't know what all that entails because I don't know. I don't think the Tom Holland movies are. I believed of uh, Spider Verse was, but I think that's on Hulu now or something. But uh, once all these deals are over with uh, Netflix and things, these these things are getting moved over to Disney Plus. And that's nice. I'm guessing that Sony's just going to get a payment for it. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. It's Marvel producers, Marvel writers and such, and Marvel's choice in directors and stuff, but Sony has de facto control. So mm. uh, now that said, Venom can't appear in Marvel movies, but mm-hmm. Sony says, no, we're putting Eddie Brock, Mar- we're putting our Venom in a movie with Tom Holland. They can't mm-hmm. do anything about that. Like we mm. were going to get like two years uh, was it yeah two years ago or something like that there was a falling out with Disney and Marvel where mm-hmm. they were going to scrap the third Spider Man MCU film and they were Sony was just going to make their own oh with Sony and Marvel you mean yeah yeah and so yeah that was that was like a year ago wasn't it it was bef- I think it was 2019 I think it was it was the okay. same year as Endgame came out. Okay, yeah, but yeah, and there, there's that whole debate, like, who's the evil person here? Is it Sony or is it D- is it Disney? And it turned out that they're both evil. Yeah, they're both pieces of shit. And yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, and, and they made some other deal that allows it, because Marvel wanted more money, because they don't yeah. get a lot of money for the Spider-Man movies. Like, they get practically nothing. Like, well, they don't own the, the rights, so of course. <laughs> no, they don't, and Sony won't give them up. So, yeah. I don't know, uh... I mean, there is another. Here's the weird thing. In February, there's another Sony Spider-Man movie coming out. In February? Yep. Wait, 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 wait. What? Right. After Far From Home? Sony's Morbius is coming, starring Jared. Oh, Leto. oh, that's still coming out. That's yeah. still coming out. And it's got Michael Keaton's Vulture in it. Oh man, I am not looking forward to that movie. Mostly just because I cannot stand Jared Leto. It'll come out and it'll be forgotten in five seconds, just like the Eternals. Yeah, that's all that's going to happen. It's going to come out and it's going to be forgotten. I for, I I assumed it was already out, honestly. <laughs> January twenty eighth, the month that movie studios dump all their trash to get a tax break. Oh, uh, that's funny. That's the January thing, but yeah, they uh um uh they. Yeah, Michael Keaton is reprising his role for that. So, mm. But yeah, that movie will come out and it won't do anything and then people will forget it. It's coming out in January. It's going to be a piece of crap. Nobody's going to care. So Yeah, sure. But yeah, that's um, too. Okay, well, uh, I feel like we should probably be wrapping up. But yes. no, uh, uh, Venom 2, wholeheartedly say you should watch it. Yeah, highly recommend. Great fun movie. Uh, it's just a fun film. I mm-hmm. loved it. I liked the first one. I rewatched it, and I'm like, uh, it's a little messy. But uh, <laughs> I mean, this is a movie that gave me a migraine while you and I were while you were sitting next to me during the final fight scene with Riot in the first movie. Right when they started kicking right. off, I leaned yeah. back and went, "Oh shit!" I knew it was coming. It just happened, yeah. and 
I was hoping that this wasn't going to be the case. And it wasn't. It was made by a better director. Andy Serkis is great. He's Gollum, yeah. Lord of the Rings. I think he should have played Carnage himself, but yeah. or, or Cletus Cassidy, because he looks like Cletus Cassidy. Uh, but just give him red hair. But uh, the fight scene was pretty easy to follow. It is two mm-hmm. giant mm-hmm. blobs beating the shit out of each other. Yeah, but, but it was done well. It was fun. Yeah, it was yeah. done well. The movie's fast. It it cuts to it it no padding really. It just cuts to the chase and I really hope this is a formula that movies start looking at again because we need uh, movies that don't need a shit ton of padding stuff. Not every movie needs to be two hours, mm-hmm. two and a half hours. I had a friend who went and saw it for his birthday with his wife and I warned him. I didn't warn him. I said, it's only 90 minutes long. It's great. And he goes, I don't feel like I'm getting my money's worth with a 90 minute movie. And then he saw it and he's like, all right, I, I enjoyed it a lot. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, could have been longer. And I was like, could have been at least 10. I give it 10 more, but yeah. I'm, I'm fine with this because – I'm 37 now. You're going to be 36 in a week and a half. In yeah, a week. Thanks for telling everyone. Yep. And uh, I'm just going to say right now, as I get older, I can't sit through these long drudges anymore. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't mind it, but in all honesty, it was nice to go, like, especially this type of movie, like you're saying, yeah, like a, a superhero action movie does not need to be two hours. Like it was a fun, quick action film. And that's all it needed to be. That's exactly what it was. And it was nice. And if you feel like you need to get your money's worth, do what Dexter and I do nowadays pretty much. We go to matinees and save $5. Yeah, it was like, I think, 12 bucks. Which, uh, the last movie we went to was 10 bucks. but I it think was. We, that was only like three months ago, too. I thought about that myself. I'm like, what yeah. movie we went? Wasn't Black Widow only $10? <laughs> yeah, and I don't know if, like, so this is at this weird theater where it seems like every movie randomly has some, like, goofy upgrade. And so, and I noticed that there were other movie, I think, uh, the 007 movie was in a theater that didn't have like this goofy, like extra digital bonus player or something. I don't know. So like, I think we might've been in like a technically better theater, um, (laughs) experience. Like I can't tell, like, I don't know that it was worth two extra dollars or not. You, uh, so you were but, distracted by the right, the bottom left corner that seemed like a dead pixel line going through it. I've never noticed dead. Oh, pixels. I noticed that. I wondered if you'd noticed that too. Before the movie started, there was this like faint faded line in the bottom oh, left. Geez. And I, no, I'm I glad I didn't point it out to you because it probably would have driven you nuts. Uh, yeah, usually I, I don't usually notice dead pixels like because I watched all of uh, Army of the Dead. Never noticed the dead pixels. No, nor did I. That was pretty amazing to figure out much later on. Yeah. So it's not super big, though. It's 48. Yeah. So I guess I think uh, it's mostly picked up by people with like 60 plus uh, TVs. Yeah. And I just I don't notice that kind of stuff. Like I'm not I'm not analyzing movies to that extent. Nor am I. Nor am I. That said, real quick, uh, before uh, we go, the trailer for Resident Evil came out finally. And oh, I hope that CGI isn't finished. <laughs> Yeah, that's going to be distracting. I saw the tyrant in that or not. I saw Birkin's uh, tyrant form in that his G virus form. It's in the Mm -hmm. it's on screen for about less than a second. And oh, that thing didn't look finished. That looked like direct to video. (laughs) Oh, yeah, you get that, though, like because there are similar problems with, I think, Wonder Woman that that like that last trailer which the issues people had were because like her armpits were like digitally shaved or something i don't know it was weird was it really i never well i don't know what they did but it was obvious that they did something digitally to her armpit because like there's just like one shot that was just like 
her arm, like there's like the camera was just like under her arm looking straight at her armpit. It was like the weirdest shot. I don't know why they used it. I remember <laughs> when they digitally removed her pregnant stomach in the first one. They did that. I didn't know. Yeah, that. she was. Yeah, she started showing, and huh. I think they had to do pickups, and she was in full blown prego mode, and so they had oh, to like, huh. they had to remove her stomach. She didn't do that's action so, scenes, of course, but yeah, they were so close ups they... and pickups that they had to do, and she was pregnant. She was very huh. pregnant at the time, and yeah, they had to digitally get rid of her baby belly. That's funny when they do stuff like that. Like I like the old tr- the old, the old Star Trek chick and wear black yeah. and wear put a jacket on. Yeah, whenever any lady in Star Trek is wearing a jacket, she is pregnant in real life. Or Picard. Oh, the show Picard. Picard? <laughs> Not I mean, Patrick I really Stewart. Like, I really want to know the story behind Patrick Stewart's jackets and the later ones of him. I just like to think of like it as just like him going. It? What? Of why he's wearing jackets? He just starts wearing jackets in the later seasons. And it's oh, like, I assume I think it's, it's just because... Patrick Stewart just like, I don't want to wear the uniform anymore. It's stupid. I'm getting older and I'm gaining weight. Just give me a jacket. <laughs> I don't know that he was gaining weight. Like he looked good. Like he was a, he fit a for. Fit. Yeah, yeah. He's no Riker, but Jesus Christ, Riker or War, uh, where like where they the, literally, it's like torso up, please. Just shoot me torso up. Yeah, most of the men, like it, from Star Trek, other than Patrick Stewart, maybe Lavar Burton, like they did not keep up their workout regime. And that's no, fine. I don't. Care. It doesn't matter. But like, it's just funny how like Patrick Stewart just never got his old man weight you know oh no he never gained a belly and he's just kept himself fit and yeah, everything no, that's, yeah that's like, sure uh michael dorn got very big and then yeah uh, jonathan michael Frick, dorn doesn't do much acting other than voice acting though like, yeah and i mean he hasn't visibly been seen but by like the last star trek movie nemesis he gained a lot of weight and oh. Man. Yeah, gained like 30 or 40 pounds. Okay. And yeah, Jonathan Frakes exploded. And yeah, well, I don't know. He got it, old. I'm not going to I'm not going to. That's the thing. Him. Like, I think just it happens when you get old. Like, it's just I don't know. Yeah, it's like um, look what they did with look what they did to fucking Pee Wee in that Netflix movie where they were like taping his face to make him look young and then digitally smearing him. Wait, what? Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Paul what's Wilson's. his face? Yeah, another Pee Wee movie. And yeah, they had to tape the sides of his face to the back of his head. So uh, he so he looked younger. Yeah, he kind of aged in general. I mean, he's getting Paul Rubens is like 60 something now. I was going to say he's pretty old. Like, yeah, sure. If they're going to do another Pee Wee Herman thing, they should just do a cartoon. They did it. They did some Christmas special. Um, Huh? He's 69 years old. Wow. Yeah, it came out in 2016. Paul Rubens uh, did a um, he wrote it too, produced yeah. by Judd Apatow. Uh, yeah, they huh. they brought the return of Pee Wee back, which that's good, I guess. I don't know. I sure. had a long chat about Paul Rubens the other day with one of my friends because he was like, "Didn't he get caught masturbating in a movie theater?" And I'm like, "It was like an adult theater." It was it was an adult theater, and I guess like he was kind of going through a depression. Like it was like the holidays, and he went back home, and like there were like family problems or something. Like I mean, whatever. It's an excuse. So like he had excuses, well, but also he was in an adult theater. Yeah, my buddy. When I told him that, he goes, "Well, what are you supposed to do in there?" And I was right. like, "Exactly." Exactly. Yeah dude <laughs> i think it was just that somebody recognized him and that was about that was the what created the problem but someone recognized him and he got arrested and uh but he bounced back like he, did. he disappeared yeah. he's mystery he man getting, he was fantastic in mystery man yeah he was getting roles Spleen. again he was in murphy brown he oh, yeah. was 
Tim Burton projects. Uh, but Tim Burton had a relationship because Tim Burton did the Pee Wee movie. But, you know, oh, yeah, he yeah. still was. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I remember when that happened. I was a kid and all I heard was he was doing something inappropriate in a theater because I was like eight. Yeah. And, six or eight and stuff. I remember my mom was like disgusted by it. And then yeah. he came on Murphy Brown and people were pissed about it, but it's like, he's still a talented actor and he's only human. He is a good actor. Yeah. 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 He's um, great. Uh, he's great. in his like 10 seconds that he's in uh Batman returns. Yeah. Oh, wait, Batman returns. Who is he in there? Penguin's dad at the beginning. <laughs> oh man. I didn't know that. Yeah. And his, and the Penguin's mom is also the love interest in Tim Burton's Pee Wee movie. Oh man. That's hilarious. Well, yeah, it's Tim Burton. They're on Tim my Burton list. Movie. I haven't yeah, seen sure. the Tim Burton Batman movies for a very oh, long man. time. They're on my list to watch. Yeah. 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 Oh, that'd be great. I might try um, and do tomorrow. I'm finishing Deadpool movies tonight. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Any- uh, yeah. So, anyway, that, yeah. So, maybe go watch Loki. Definitely go watch Venom 2. Other than that, I guess thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.